Hello, everyone, and hello, Miles. What's up, Jason? So, uh, Miles, I think there's something a little different about today's show. This doesn't quite look like a coffee shop to me. What about you? Uh, I don't see anything different. <laughs> no? Seems, seems about the same. There are no walls. This is kind of cool. We're camping with the kids, Miles. Camping with the kids. And uh, we're literally outside enjoying the morning nature grilled breakfast and, of course, campfire coffee. And so we thought it'd be fun and informative to share how anyone can enjoy great coffee even out in the boonies. Yeah. The secrets to it. Yeah, I guess there are a few secrets, but, you know, it's just fun. You know what the secret is? What's the secret? Anything tastes delicious. <laughs> when you're outside <laughs> in the middle of nowhere, just give me coffee. At 5.30 when the sun comes up. <laughs> well, the cool thing here is, is that we even brought a special guest chock full of information that knows everything about not just campfire coffee, but coffee in general. So we'll talk about that. So get ready. It's Camping with the Kids Coffee Extravaganza on this special edition of Coffee Cafe. Coffee Cafe! Coffee Cafe! Welcome. We are two work-from-home dads who get together once a week to find the best coffee around. It's our meeting at the water cooler, a chance to have some great coffee and conversation. And it's usually a chance to follow some rules. Yes. I think we're breaking all of them today. Uh, no, today is an official rule breaker, Miles. We thought this would be fun to go camping, right, and, and talk about campfire coffee. Do we have any rules today? Uh, I don't know. You're the rule guy. You I tell me. I don't think so. Oh, come on. No rules no at all? No rules. Uh, there's got to be at least one rule. We're not in the Burbank area. <laughs> yeah, all right. That's one rule. <laughs> We're drinking drip coffee, but it's top-notch pour-over that's coffee. That's right. Yeah. And so there we go. That's Okay, those are fine rules. I like them. And basically, you usually pick their best brew. But today, we're picking any brew to drink. And we thought it'd be fun to have a little campfire talk about how to make great coffee when you're out camping with the kids. And we actually have an expert here that can talk all day about coffee. And, and his name is Chris Clark. Chris, welcome to the show. Hey, guys. How's it going? Hey, what's up, Chris? Chris is from Groundwork. Well, tell us a little bit about Groundwork. Most people, we go to a lot of coffee shops okay. around town, and uh, a lot of people brew Groundwork coffee. Correct. And it's a... It's, it's a... <laughs> now, dude. What? Can you talk to your mom, please? Thank you. <laughs> and there you have it. <laughs> that's camping with kids. Campfire well, there's, coffee. There's no rules. Right? <laughs> that's right. There are no rules. <laughs> you know what he asked me? What's that? Can I have my weapons? <laughs> so, uh, Chris, welcome to the show. A lot of people don't know all the specifics about Groundwork, yeah. but Groundwork is a, a roaster that makes amazing coffee. Tell us oh. a little bit about Groundwork in general. So, what, how, we have a couple like different markets. We do both uh, like independent coffee shops, the wholesale and we also have uh, grocery, and then we have our own retail stores, right. uh, about 10 of them. But uh, how did it start? Well, it's actually, um, I mean, it's a conglomeration of uh, three different owners that kind of combined their companies into one yeah. company um, over the course of I don't know, 15 years or so. Where did the experience <clears throat> come from with, uh, with the roasting? Uh, well, it uh, came out of... Uh, Kind of almost from like the same vein as like a wine and a craft brew beer. Um, there's there wasn't at the time you know years ago that uh, craft coffee. You know, it's actually people are doing small batches. We only do small batches. We only roast about 120 pounds at a time. What makes it better to do small batches? You have uh, more control of temperature, more stability. Mm -hmm. um, you're able to now we're graphing temperature so we can increase or decrease temperature to manipulate where we want heat 
and when. You're unlocking like the, the the like the sweet flavor of the bean if ah, you do it right. Okay. Um, because you can have the same bean and roast it one way and it, it tastes terrible. Right. Um, there's some factors of if you go hot first and then let it coast along, or if you let it coast along first and then give it like a high heat at the end, um, you'll get like a different variation oh, okay. with how the balance works out. How long does it usually take? So I 13, know 13 minutes. It. For 13 about minutes. 13 minutes. 13 minutes to roast the coffee from when it's green, a green bean, green, green bean. to actual yeah, flavor. So <laughs> what, basically, it's a giant oven with a spinning drum. Okay. And the beans live up in the top, and when the drum is ready, we open the door, and it's it goes from about 400 degrees because the beans are cold. It'll bottom out at about 200 or so, and that's what we call the turnaround. Then it starts climbing back up again. Um, and then there's there's different portions of the roast. Um, the, the initial development time up until first crack, and then first crack is when uh, the oils start to cook, and that's when the beans really start to take off. Um, and then the second crack is right around where we like to stop the roast, because if any farther um, you start really cooking the oils, you get more of a baked taste as opposed to just the flavor of the coffee. So there's a there's a lot of science yes. and a lot of uh, art to this <laughs> coffee making, but in the end, does it make a dip, big difference in my cup? <laughs> I mean, well, when I'm drinking that cup of coffee, I mean, is there am I actually tasting a difference? Is there oh, a yeah. reason oh, why it yeah. tastes different? It, the the freshness and and due to the the beans that we source, absolutely, we bring in tons of different beans from different vendors, and they're sitting there in their little cupping lab and drinking. Or tasting, I would say, not so much drinking because they got a sp spittoon. I don't think it would be really healthy <laughs> for someone to drink that much coffee in one sitting. They drink a lot of coffee. Um, but maybe as much as like 20 different beans in a day. And we're doing that at least three times a week because we're always looking out towards the future. It's a crop. So you can only buy so much as the tree can grow in that year. And so we're always having to rotate and making sure that um, we have a consistency because there'll be different, you know, different rainy seasons just with, with uh, grapes. Different uh, seasons can produce a different taste, even though it's the same tree. And do you see with you know similar how people will home brew with uh, with beer? Do you see that with oh, yeah. uh, with yeah. coffee like home yeah, roasters? Yeah, you know, or? it's like uh, and there's a lot of different ways to do that. Um, and you could even go so simple as just frying it on the pan, like cowboy coffee style. Oh, there, there you go, Miles. <laughs> All you need yeah. is a frying pan and oh. some beans. All you need is a frying pan. It's some, some heat and some green That's beans. That's my dinner, though, too. <laughs> <laughs> Well, all right. So, uh, uh, I mean, all this, and in the end, all this is about great coffee. Great coffee. And and that, that is the motto there, I would imagine, at Groundwork, how to make great coffee. And you guys are literally out on the front lines yep. bringing in the life-saving, soul-uplifting <laughs> stuff that we desire. Yes. And it's a, a thank you for that first. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> we yeah. appreciate no, my pleasure. it. <laughs> because we truly enjoy Groundwork. We go to so many places around town. You notice the sticker. It, it, everywhere. It's everywhere. And it's and it's just great coffee. And what do you do at Groundwork? I mean, in in a nutshell, <laughs> what is the your genius behind the operation? So I uh, I, well, I my first loyalty is to the the roasting machines. Oh wow, um, you have a loyalty to the roasting machines. Well, with, without without the roasters, what are we? Well, that's with, true. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. So making sure that those guys are maintained properly and that they're working within spec is. I mean, if we're down, then that's 
all the people packing the coffee. There's people that rely on that coffee to get to do their jobs as baristas. Wow. And so, so you are like at the heart and soul. Miles, we have the guy that's at the heart and soul <laughs> <laughs> of making coffee. We really should be bowing down to him right now. I think we should be. We are. We are not worthy. No. <laughs> so uh, on a daily basis, how how much uh, coffee do you guys make? We roast. Uh, we have uh, two shifts: as a day shift and a swing shift. Yeah. And so we're roasting for about twelve hours. Hours a day. All right. Wow. Twelve hours a day, and, and how much coffee does that make? Between uh, thirty-four hundred to four thousand pounds. That's about enough to, for us here. And what's interesting is that the cold brew, uh, because we the way we do it, you know, it's a twenty-four hour process, and yeah. it, it takes uh, a little bit more coffee to do cold brew than regular coffee. That in it of itself, every other day we go through about a ton of coffee. Wow, a ton a of li- coffee. A literal ton. A ton. Is there that? I mean, it's amazing. First, that you go through a ton, and then that you actually can get all that constant feed of beans. Yes, we go through about uh, 20 pallets of beans a week. Uh, to put that in perspective, each pallet has about 10 bags, burlap bags of beans. Each bag has between 132 to 156 pounds of beans. Wow. So you're talking Jeez. each pallet is between 1,300 to 1,500 pounds of coffee. Wow. Green. The- uh, you lose about 20% in water weight when you roast it. Wow. And how long in between usually when the coffee's picked to when it's roasted? So that's a whole process in it of itself because it gets picked, it needs to be de-skinned, it gets washed or unwashed depending on the variety and how the people are processing the beans. So I would say probably about six to nine months. Six oh, to six nine, nine months. Man. <laughs> All that to drink a cup of coffee. Well, and it takes about one tree to make one pound of coffee. So a bag of coffee. Think about that. A bag of coffee <laughs> is a tree. Correct. I mean, you're not killing the trees; just the berries, the from, berries the tree. from the tree. The berries of the tree. Well, and granted, they are—they keep them relatively small. Oh, I see. Um, like grapes, they grow them in you know rows and all that. That's amazing. Uh, What's your favorite kind of? I guess f- favorite the kind of coffee. Yeah. My favorite is uh, Uganda. Right, I've been drinking that for uh, the better part of the year now. The Uganda that we have is just delicious. What's the name of it? Uh, Uganda, the Sippy Falls. Is Uganda, be kidding me. <laughs> Uganda. Uganda. Be, I say that at least there once a day, is. and my there coworkers want to kill me. There it is. <laughs> Jason wants to kill me. <laughs> well, that's Uganda. Be telling us about this coffee. Oh man. Or, Uganda you know, Falls. We have the the you know Guatemala. So what did you say? <laughs> Boy, this could be the dad joke of coffee. Pie. Podcast. <laughs> more, we want more. <laughs> well, uh, so long as you're not drinking depresso, it's all right. <laughs> oh, depresso! Oh man, you got any more? Or should we write this down? We, we can have a little book of <laughs> dad joke. There we go. Thanks for the uh, the new uh, jokes. We appreciate. My pleasure. <laughs> I was kind of curious. What are the trends like in LA with uh, coffee shops and just mm-hmm. what should we keep our eyes open for? Like, how are things changing? Uh, well, they are more. People are expecting more quality. So what we're seeing is an increase in our business as people are getting themselves more educated in what the product is. Coffee has really taken a turn. Oh, yeah. and, and people take it very seriously. Very so seriously. what you're doing really is saving lives. Yes. Well, and, you know, it's funny because we, we do have our uh, catering division where we uh, deliver just urns of hot coffee a lot of times to either like production sets uh, teachers' meetings, a lot of different, like, a lot of on-site, like, uh, production calls mainly. Um, and I think it might be, like, in the GRIPS contracts or something that when they start at 4 in the morning, there's coffee already there. Oh, yeah. So we get up to help the people 
get their coffee. So coffee has to wake up even extra early. So groundwork really is going above and beyond the call of duty <laughs> to keep people happy. Yeah, it sounds <laughs> like happy. Your, and so where do you see coffee going? I mean, it's gotten so serious now. Where do you see it going for everybody? I mean, For everybody? Yeah. I mean, I think you're going to see a lot more in terms of uh, specialty roast, a lot more people getting interested in where the beans are coming from, yeah. not just like, oh, is this... You know, can of Folgers, who knows where it is, uh, says Columbia, so well, I guess it's Colombian. Um, but where you're actually talking about the region and the people that live there, and these are impacting lives all around, all around the world. Yeah. And the more that we can be, you know, conscientious in the sustainability um, is better because we don't want to see coffee go away, and that's a, that could be a real thing. Really? Yeah. Did you, did you realize that you're oh, threatening this, our lives this here? This podcast it's, it's, took a really serious yeah, turn I, here. I don't like where this is going. <laughs> How do we change the conversation, Miles? <laughs> Climate change? Climate change. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, that and also um, that's why we make a big push for organic coffee. All of our can- coffee is organic. Um, it's better for the ground. Um, right. Get a more sustainable harvest, and the beans are better. So we came across this coffee that was, uh, it was really expensive, yeah. and it had a, it, the, the thing that it did was they would feed the beans to elephants mm-hmm. and then wait for the elephants to process the beans <laughs> and then take it out of the elephant droppings yes. and then roast it. It almost sounds like a joke, doesn't well, it? Well, there's, there's <laughs> the, the one black for the ivory, Pacific cats as well. Yeah, there's, black, the cat, the cats, oh, there's the marsupial cat also that... Oh, so there's two. So there's, there's the, two. the black ivory, which is from elephants, right. elephants and then... The, the civet cat. Black uh, ivory's a great name. I, it's so be, the, the one for that the reason why it is more pricey not necessarily because of uh it, it goes to proceeds for for the sanctuaries for the elephants oh okay well that's something uh, good. Oh, okay that's, i just figured you had to pay somebody to follow the elephant around <laughs> follow the elephant. <laughs> so i guess the, the theory behind that is that the uh the uh acids in the stomach mellow out the acids in the coffee so yeah. what you're getting is more of a muted oh um yeah, muted something. Muted yeah. something. <laughs> um, well, and you're roasting it, so you know any kind of like pathogen or biologic oh, sure. would right. would be it's burned off right, or yeah. anything like that. But but uh, does it, have you ever had it before? Uh, I've had the cat one. I've not and, had the and elephant. How do, do you really taste a significant difference? Uh, it's like going to say, I mean, a little bit. It's like how you like really good Kona coffee. Uh-huh. You can taste that kind of more of a smooth buttery yeah. taste. Yeah. So it's not it's not a gimmick. There is some th- science there to it. There is some science to it, yeah. I don't know. At what <laughs> animal level would it be start to be a gimmick? <laughs> <laughs> when it's house cats. <laughs> when it's house cats. <laughs> it's my dog. That's a lot of, yeah, that seems like it would take a long time to get a cup. <laughs> one tree you of need, coffee. Uh, at least 20 beans for one cup of coffee, so. <laughs> and a herd of cats. <laughs> Okay, so speaking of uh, being outdoors and getting your coffee from, you know, different places, uh, we're out camping. Correct. And, uh, you know, this is this is a great uh, opportunity for us to uh, share experiences on how to make great coffee, even while you're out in the boonies. We're out here in Lake Casitas. You know, well, I mean, this is I'm not really camping. <laughs> boonies, yeah, this is glamping. <laughs> this is glamping, right? It's where you bring your car, you put your tent up, and we have a bunch of families here, and, uh, and all the kids are running around getting all dirty, which is exactly what it's all about. We don't have electricity, but we are directly beneath an electricity <laughs> pole. <laughs> yeah, so there you have it. And so, obviously, first thing in the morning, we have to have a cup of coffee. Must. And the 
and we don't want just coffee. We want something good to drink in it. And so we brought you here specifically for that. No, that's not. <laughs> that's just a joke. First of all, this morning you did something pretty amazing. Uh, you used just basic tools. Keep it simple. To uh, make great coffee, and let me tell you, it was fantastic. Did you have some? Mine? Oh yeah, I did. It, it was fantastic. Amazing. I mean, it was like going to a coffee shop. <laughs> it made my son waking up at, you know, the crack of dawn <laughs> worth it. <laughs> there you go. So uh, you tell us a bit, little bit about what you did. We posted this on Instagram as well, but tell us what uh, what the process was and what you used to, to make this amazing coffee. So it's really just about keeping it simple because you're camping, so you yeah. don't want to have a lot of stuff. Right. We've got an old glass coffee pot, nice, solid, you know, uh, with coffee brewer. It's like that, a, a carafe. Carafe. Uh, yeah, okay. So. And then uh, um, an old bath it from a previous coffee brew of mine that, that broke. Which everybody has one. Sure. <laughs> and and then and coffee filters, that's it. So you want to make sure you have a nice even uh bed depth for the, the grounds. All right, so you're getting complicated, but it's yeah, a bed depth, so you just throw some coffee beans. But when you say bed depth, what does that mean? It right. needs to be level and it not like a big pile. Level right? and even. Okay, and there you go. You don't weigh it. You're just throwing some stuff I, in well, it. Well, it's about three and a half to four ounces of coffee. All right, well, see, that doesn't mean much to me other than if I didn't have a scale, but right. you just kind of put it in there uh, so that it's three quarters filled. Kind Correct. Of thing. Okay, so there you go. About three quarters filled, and yep. then uh, make sure you got uh, boiling water. You want to let it sit for maybe about a minute or two. You don't want too hot of water because then you're going to cook the coffee. Oh, now see, it's getting complicated it can't again. Complicated. <laughs> no. I can't help myself. <laughs> but but if it's hot enough, uh, you know, you, enough, you boil the, boil you boil it, the water, yep. you wait a minute. And wait a minute and then uh, pour over. So what you want to do, especially with fresh coffee, you're going to pour the hot water over it. You're going to notice it start what we call blooming. And that's when you see all the uh, gases that are still in the beans get released and uh -huh. bubble up. Right. And then you let it sit for a second, kind of mellow out, and then knock it down with another batch of hot coffee. So it's almost like when you go to the coffee shop and they have the uh, Chemex yep. things, yep. Oh, okay. uh, where you're just literally pouring a little bit of water, let let it sit, let, let it let drip it a little down. bit, then you do a little yep. more, and that's the secret, that's right? That's the secret. Because you're, what you're doing, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, what you're doing is, is you're just extracting all the flavor slowly correct. versus just pouring coffee on there. That's what makes the difference. You get the flavor from the coffee. That's and and that's why I like it like better than the French press. The French press for me, I I hate cleaning out the mesh filter. Yeah, and yeah that's true. It's this annoying, out here. Yeah. They, Camping, yeah, that's annoying. You, to do it's that. annoying to do that. You got to worry about all the grounds. This way, you have it nice and easy. You can just dump out the filter bag, uh, or the filter cup. I mean. And uh, that's it. You're done. You're clean. And so it only takes, what, five minutes to make that five coffee? Five minutes or so, yeah. And obviously we have advantage here. You brought the good stuff. We brought the good stuff. Well, I did bring... I, I mean, we, I told Chris, I said, listen, if you're coming, there's one thing you have to bring, and that's coffee. And he did. He brought... What did you bring? I brought a French roast, our organic French roast. Um, I just felt in line with, you know, the, the smoky campfire. Yeah. You want a good... Like a bold taste that really get you going in yeah. the morning. Yeah. And the French are playing in the World Cup tomorrow. Ah, uh, there you go. Oh, see, that, that's why he together. really brought it. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. Uh, he found my secret. So, <laughs> so uh, that's it. Was a really great cup of coffee. We really. So thank oh, you for bringing awesome. that. Yeah, but no, there are no. other ways to do coffee, right? I yeah. mean, is there any other tips that you can share with uh, our audience? Well, there's the uh, you know the the percolator method. You get the old cowboy style coffee uh -huh. where you have the um, you know the big 
uh, pot that you boil with the with the filter inside, and yeah. when it boils, it percolates up through the stem. And, okay. Um, and uh, most other ways, I feel like for camping coffee, you get a lot of coffee grinds. Okay. Um, or you have your little uh, the little four cup mocha espresso maker. Yeah, which is what I brought. Yeah. I t I always bring because you know I'm Cuban. I, I, we've talked about Are this. You Cuban? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I grew up with that little espresso maker uh, where you put the water on the bottom, you put the coffee in the middle, and you tamper it down, and then you boil it, and you get great espresso mm -hmm. coffee. Uh, and, of course, I brought the Bustelo. And, uh, and that takes a few minutes, and it's easy to clean up. Uh, what did you bring, Miles? Did you bring anything that we could share with the audience? Of I how heard stuff was going to be here. And so <laughs> <laughs> no, you brought something. You brought your French. I brought, a, I brought someone yeah. else's French press. <laughs> I brought <laughs> no, I brought a French press. Yeah. I didn't make it this morning, Oh, though. well, that's all right. But you can lie. Go I'll ahead. Do, I'll do some tomorrow all morning. All right. So, yeah. <laughs> so I actually enjoy the pour-over more than the fresh French press. Why is that? I, something about the uh, the flavor. Uh, I like the flavor of uh, just a pour over glass more than the French press. It's, it seems a little more bitter when I have French press. Chris, maybe the, you could talk about that. that that's the uh, the contact time with the hot water. So, right? okay. so meaning it's the hot water is staying in there too long, right? And then Which it just is gets kind of the nature of the French press. Oh, yeah. I see. Oh, I see. Because right. it's always the grinds are in the water. Ah, so a lot of people use that as their everyday form of making coffee. You're saying that that's not really the best way to do it, to get the full it's flavor matter, of the full It's flavor. a matter of preference, right? Or is it, it's I mean, a matter of preference. Yeah. You know, it's true. Um, and also, just like ease of use. Yeah. Um, though I, I would recommend people maybe use like an AeroPress. I don't know if you guys have, have heard of that method. AeroPress. AeroPress. No, enlighten us, please. Um, it's uh, So you think of you have your, your chamber just like a French press. Yeah. But instead, it's, uh, there's a little filter at the bottom. So you fill up your coffee grinds and you yeah. fill up the hot water you let it sit for about five minutes let it develop then there's a plunger where you push down and you're pressing all of the water through the coffee and through the filter into your container oh um and then the, i mean that's it it basically you're separate so it's like a french press except then you're separating the water from the grinds oh so okay. then you don't have that acidity that can happen all right so okay. there you go AeroPress. but it does have more caffeine i think in a french press oh does it really the, oh because you're, you get the extraction extraction yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, so uh, let's review. We have the pour over. the pour-over method. We have a French press French method. Press. We have the, the espresso method, which mm -hmm. is the Cuban coffee way, which is, if you ask me, probably one of the best. <laughs> and uh, there's the emergency method. Which is? Where you just have the instant... And you just dump oh, it no, in. Oh, no, let's not get carried away. I said emergency. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on. I we keep some emergency rules. coffee You're the rules sometimes. guy. You should know that. You Emergencies. Keep... All right. <laughs> Earthquakes. <laughs> all right, just making sure. Uh, all right, so those are those are tricks and techniques, and obviously they make great coffee. Uh, and, and, and in the end, if you get the coffee in, it's the most important part. The most important part. To keep you going through the day. But it's, not, it's a great idea to uh, come up with some uh, new methods so that you can actually enjoy the coffee. Yeah. Which is what our whole deal is, right? So I think this is this has been a great conversation, and obviously we're out here with the kids, and they're getting crazier and crazier. So I think we've reached the time in the show, Miles, where we rate our coffee from a one to ten. But we don't typically rate Camp Kyer coffee, but I'm going to go ahead and do that anyway. What did you have this morning, and and what did you think? I had a cup of the coffee that Chris described in great detail, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and the combination of the the craftsmanship with which it was made and the environment in which it was drank. I, yeah. I got to give it a perfect ten. I'll Oh, whoa, a yeah. perfect right. 10? Uh, yeah, all right. Well, I'm going to say I, I, too, had uh, Chris's coffee, which I agree with you. is fantastic coffee. I, I really never had that good of a coffee uh, camping. So I'm going to give you 10, Chris, but 
But you got the mocha, too. I got the Bustelo. <laughs> the Bustelo. Uh, Bustelo. No, I didn't have any of your Bustelo. Well, that's your fault, not mine. Uh, and, is uh, there any left? No, it's good. Well, I can make some more when we're done here. Uh, but uh, I, too, uh, love it. I can't give it a perfect 10 because that's, you know, that's just cheating. I, yeah, you can't rate yourself. I can't rate myself. <laughs> so I'll say that's that was a, a nine and a half. <laughs> uh, wait, nine what? and three quarters. <laughs> yeah. 10 but, minus. Ten. <laughs> but... Uh, I'm th- Chris, your coffee was outstanding. 10 plus uh, for being out camping. Again, if you're taking the kids out camping, he, that little method that he did, uh, you can see it on our Instagram page. It's it's like using junk parts to make great coffee, and it doesn't take a lot of, uh, doesn't take a lot of experience work. or no. work or anything. So. That, that's the best part because you want camping to be easy, right? Amen. <laughs> Amen. Because especially when you do it with kids, I don't know if easy usually comes into that. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, the more shortcuts you can take, the better. I think <laughs> that's right because you got to get right back to digging them out of things and all that stuff. Anyhow, uh, Chris, uh, it's been a pleasure having you on the show. Thanks so much for being here. Yeah, absolutely. and uh, yeah, you, you, I hope it. that the audience gets something out of this. I mean, we have a live studio audience today, so we'll find out after we're done with this. <laughs> <laughs> but it's uh, it's been fun talking about coffee and camping. So that's all we have to say about our camping coffee extravaganza. We hope you enjoyed our podcast, and if you did, please share it with a friend or two. That's how our show grows, and it's thanks to listeners and subscribers like you that share this show and take the time to leave a five-star review that makes a big difference. We really appreciate it. And if you have any questions or an idea for the show... (laughs) (laughs) It's not my water. Yeah, you can have the water, buddy. Go ahead. You can have the water. That's right. No more yelling. And if you have a question or an idea for our show, go to coffeecafepodcast.com. There you'll find links to our Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and email. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks again for listening. And remember, we're here to hunt for the best coffee around. And even camping, we're hunting for the best coffee around. So you don't have to. Until next week, enjoy the brew. See you, Miles. Later, Jason. Oh, yeah. So get ready. It's Camping with the Kids Coffee Extravaganza on this special edition of Coffee Cafe. Coffee Cafe. <laughs> oh, coffee, coffee. It, it That's a new open we're going <laughs> to start working on. <laughs>